What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel of Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. I have got Kurt Marks, the founder of Cryptic Apparel, on here today. Thank you, Kurt, so much for joining us. Kurt and I know each other. He was one of the designers in a big uh, charity event we threw in 2019 against human trafficking. Kurt, thank you again for being a guest. Why don't you introduce yourself, tell the audience a little bit about your background, and we're just going to get into it. Thanks, Deanna, and thank you so much for having me. Uh, yeah, so we met um, for that fashion show. That was a super cool opportunity. That was actually the first runway experience that I've had. I've always wanted to do it, but it was always, you know, kind of difficult to, to find the opportunity. So that was awesome. You know, you featured all Chicago designers, independent designers, including yourself. So we had a, a really good crew and uh, shout out um, for, oh my God, I'm forgetting the, the charity name. Um, uh, it was Rahab's Daughters. Rahab's Daughters, that's right. And it was an amazing cause and a, a really good story. So yeah, that was an awesome time. And maybe one day we can uh, do it again. But, I would love to. That was so much work. And I was, <laughs> I was stressed. I mean, it was an awesome experience. And I had a lot of people that had asked me like after the fact, like, when are you going to do another one? And it just was, it was just so much work and it, it cost, it cost a lot of money out of pocket for me, which was fine because I was all about the charity, all about the event. And, um, and I just wanted it to be great. So if I'm going to put my name on something, it's, it's going to have to be perfect. But totally. I, I loved meeting you. Your collection was so amazing. It was so edgy. And I mean, I really, mm -hmm. I really dug it. So after that, though, you and Thank Anastasia Chatska had hooked up and you guys um, actually did a collab together. Did you not? Yeah. So I met Anastasia at the show in person for the first time. She's been on my radar for quite a few years. I've heard a lot of chatter about her. You know, she's owned a couple uh, stores in like Wicker Park on the West Side. And she's been doing this self-employed with her brand since she's been a kid. So she's yeah. really inspirational for me. And uh, yeah, we linked up and she comes from roots that are punk rock and goth. And, you know, she's as a a teenager she was into a lot of the, the style that cryptic my brand represents so it was a throwback to that you know that youthful energy and we did crazy colors um, my brand is called cryptic apparel and it's a streetwear brand it's a little bit more on the dark side uh, i'm definitely take a lot of influence from kind of punk rock and gothic culture but also very big into hip-hop and the street culture so it's a it's an eclectic mix of rock and roll and hip-hop and uh, that's where everything's at right now music the internet is breaking down barriers of these these old schools you have uh, rappers are now the new rock stars notice there's there's not any big bands anymore they don't have the star power to fill arenas like Led Zeppelin and you know, Guns N' Roses ACDC. did back in the day. <laughs> exactly. Shout out. So, you know, that's where the vibe is right now is, uh, you know, this merging of all these cultures. And uh, I've been 
you know, hoping this would happen for many years and it's finally kind of coming in the mainstream. So we linked up for our collection. We did some crazy neon colors. I have one of my neon beanies we made and uh, yeah, she's super talented and I just signed up for a couple sewing classes with her. Um, She's kind of been sewing for me and I need to learn how to do it myself. So I'm super excited to do that. And uh, that's pretty much the direction I think uh, I want to go with the brand is more cut and sew, more yeah. hot couture, yeah. more fashion, less, less of a, you know, working hard to build a brand that you would sell in PacSun or Zoomies. That's right. kind of always been my path, but now I'm starting to branch off because I've been doing this for, you know, close to 10 years and I need to push myself for a new challenge. So what made you, so I, I love it. I love everything about you. Since I met you, I'm just like, oh, I just love his energy. I love his vibe. I love it all. So what made you actually start your brand? And you actually didn't, you you had a partner when you started, right? Yeah. So I was in college or let me back up a minute. In high school, I was, yeah, (laughs) you know, I've always been into art growing up. I've been drawing, um, was, was pretty talented at sketching and drawing at one time. And then that all kind of stopped when I discovered Photoshop and graphic design. That's where like all my attention went. Yeah. Um, So I had a a super cool teacher in high school, Mr. Diorio, Mr. D. And uh, he gave me full reign of that classroom. And he's like, if you want to print shirts with, you know, your zombie guy biting a head off a girl, like go for it. If you, you know, if you want to do this, do it. So he gave me the key to unlock my creativity with those resources. Yeah. Um, So I was in a band in high school. I was in a punk band and then in a death metal band. So you need merch, right? When you're in a a band in high school, you need income. So you got to sell some merch. So I would design all our merch. I'd print it by hand and then I'd sell it out of my mom's minivan at all the punk rock shows. (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, so I, I played in a band with uh, the guys from Knuckle Puck. They're they're pretty well known in Chicago. They're 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 just played Riot Fest headline the, the Halloween show I think. So okay, um, cool. you know those are my buddies and they kept doing their music. And then I went to college and I uh, started just focusing on apparel and uh, same thing. My college professor like gave me the keys to the Illinois State basement where all the screen printing stuff's at. He's like, go crazy. That's so I, I joined the screen printing club and we'd actually print all the apparel for the cheerleaders and the football, like any one part of the school who needed t-shirts for fraternities, whatever, we would fulfill that all the students. Um, you're actually, so wait, hold on a second. You're actually a pretty savvy entrepreneur, which is um, for someone who's ar- as artistic as you, that's kind of rare because you've actually done really well when it comes to the business side of things. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm definitely more, you know, creative focused, but I, I do have that hustle spirit in me to, to grow. And, uh, and that's what I discovered in, at Illinois State. I did the Shark Tank competition. It was like our school's version. Uh, it wasn't like official Shark Tank. Right, but it was that's cool. All these investors from Central Illinois, and they all came to watch us pitch them. And the prize money was... 150k and here i thought that they were gonna break it up 
and cheering for the top three winners, but no, they gave it all to first place. I came in second place. I was the only non-business major who entered the competition and I placed in, you know, the top that three. is fucking cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and the dude who won designed a 3D printer and guess what? His professor who was like in his fifties did all the work for him and do that. <sighs> so it was definitely like an opportunity that I felt, a, you know, a little salty about, but at the same time, like it opened up a lot of doors because I met investors. Um, so that was my game plan right out of college. I was, I was gung ho of just jumping right into fashion without uh, a job for my degree. I was talking to investors about $200,000 know, investment to get my brand off the Cute. ground. Um, they wanted me to stay in central Illinois, which wow. if you're familiar is not the most happening place no. compared to Chicago. So I wanted to make it work with the, these investors. I stayed in central Illinois. I blew out my back doing working at a print shop, a lot of heavy lifting. So I had surgery, moved back to Chicago, had to learn how to rewalk. And then that was it with those investors. Um, so ever since that, that leads us to the Chicago Chronicles. And uh, I got my, my business partner, Nick. He uh, was doing a paintball company and we would always kind of just hang out uh, in summer on college breaks and talk about what we're doing. He likes making money and he was really interested in, uh, in cryptic. I had a, a, a pretty big sale on touchamodern.com um, when I worked at Babel Tees, which is a it was an old school geek chic brand on the west side out of East Garfield Park. So I would drive there every day. Wow. Um, only white That's guy. like south side, right? Uh, west side. So oh, yeah. west side. Okay. Uh, I'm yeah, so I would drive out there every day, work, print all these shirts, uh, design for them. And then they're like, hey, if you want access to touchamodern.com, which is like really cool products for like it, the demographics like bachelors who have money. Yeah. So it's more upscale. So I did like a variety of t-shirts. They sold really well. And so Nick, you know, I told Nick about it. He's like, oh, wow, this is cool. So brought him on, brought some other friends on um, and we worked together. People have came and went since then. But as of uh, January 1st this year, the brand is back in my hands. I'm the only person running it. Um, so it's it's a, a lot new of responsibility. <laughs> it's a lot of a lot of responsibility. Yeah, sure. yeah. So uh, just out of curiosity, where I know you said that you're going to get to more because you've taken a class at Anastasia, you're going to get more into like the the cut and whatever cut and sew. So where do you? What is your vision for your brand? I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. So I've always <laughs> liked you know hot couture and designer fashion like obviously louis v before it became streetwear now it's yeah. just kind of like ever, overdone yeah agree uh, you know uh a lot of the the classic designers i've always been it's more of an art form for me it's more of a, a raw creative outlet and uh, my outlet has been primarily black t-shirts and hoodies for we're pushing 10 years now um, and I'm having really bad supply chain issues right now. Really? Full disclosure. Um, a lot of my suppliers are, don't have black hoodies. They don't have black beanies. They don't have black t-shirts. 
So wait, real quick, anybody that's watching this, the audience, if you know anybody that you can refer to Kurt that is a supplier of black hoodies or things of that nature that do like private labeling for his brand, please reach out. We will, what is your, let's plug yourself really quick, Kurt. For sure. Um, crypticapparel.com is the website, at crypticapparel is Instagram. Um, and email is, you can do uh, info at crypticapparel.com. Awesome. I check yeah. all of those. Very good. Okay. So keep going. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Thanks. You appreciate that. So, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, the thing with screen printing is there's, there's a lot of layers to it. It's not something that is cheap and you have to have minimums when you make screen printed goods, right? Like yeah. you're, the, the print shop's going to tell you, Hey, you know, in order for me to take this job and run my press and get all the inks ready and staffing, like you need to print 50 shirts. Yeah. And what if I don't want 50 shirts of that design now? And that's what, a lot of my bottlenecks with the brand and, and learning curves have been is ordering too much of a product sitting on it. And now you're stuck and you're not selling it, you know? So, I know. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's been, there's been ups and downs with that, like figuring out what product sells well and we can maintain it. Um, but then there's dropship technology. And I really wish that was around when I was doing this all because now you you go on WordPress, Shopify, there's a backend plugin where they can li literally put your image on a puffer jacket, a water bottle, yeah. a t-shirt, and then that factory, they print it and they ship it to the person. Yes. You don't even touch it. Right. So that's where and the future's at. And you don't even have to put out money for inventory, right? Exactly. So, so no somebody buys it on your website. And so this is actually what I'm going to do now for, for my podcast is I'm going to pro I'm going to probably source one of those um, companies and just offer like t-shirts and stuff like that. Um, but I think that that's amazing. Like you don't have, you don't have any minimums that you're, they're just going to take your order through their back end, like you said, and they're going to fill it for you. And then you get whatever those proceeds are. It's going to be a lot less if you did it yourself and you source it and you put all the money out for inventory. But really at the end of the day, you're not going to be losing. It's you're actually, mm -hmm. you, you, you will gain momentum on that and it'll, it'll make sense. I think financially. Totally. Yeah. So, you know, that's where I see the future of apparel going and the future is also just B2C, like the B2B game right now. It's, you see a lot of big streetwear brands that historically have been very focused on getting in all these stores, but now with e-commerce, you want to connect with the consumer directly cut out the middle man so um with the drop shipping though i do a lot of sleeve prints and designs and most okay. people won't be able to to fulfill those since they're very specialized so sticking the chest or back you know experimenting with that um so yeah working on that and then um you know, I want to get in the cut and sew game. I've been watching uh, Making the Cut on Amazon. If you haven't checked that out, that. plug that very hard. It's uh, <laughs> Tim Gunn, Heidi Klum uh, from yeah. America's Next Top Model. Yeah. They are the judges with uh, like 15 designers. And uh, there's a real heavy streetwear vibe with cool. um, this series. And uh, 
the guy who actually won, I won't spoil it, but uh, I kind of just did. But um, <laughs> I'll say, I'll say his right. name. I don't know what you're talking about, so I'm gonna have to go check it out and I'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, you would you would totally dig it. Anastasia actually put it on my radar, and then my mom, who's taught sewing classes her whole life, like said, "Hey, you need to watch this because the guy who won his stuff looks a lot like mine." Um, uh-huh. He comes from LA and he's from the school of health goth, street goth. He grew up into gothic culture. So it's a lot of, you know, black and white. It's very uh, dark and it just blows my mind to now see what I consider niche and a subculture is now streamable on Amazon Prime Video to millions of people. He now has his own line on Amazon. So it's always a weird feeling when that small knit community or uh, aesthetic you have is yeah. now blown out into the mainstream. Right. Same with the masks. That yeah. was weird to Ooh. see everyone. All right, let's masks. talk about that really quick. Okay, so before we started recording, I had actually brought up something. Him, so Kurt and Anastasia, they, their brands came together and they did a big photo shoot together. They created all these great pieces like the fluorescent hat he's wearing and these crazy ass masks. They were so ahead of the curve before COVID. And I'm actually going to show my screen and go to his website so you can see what I'm talking about. But I like when all this stuff started happening last year, I was like, so in 2019, you and Anastasia, right? Got together and did that photo shoot because I was there. You guys put me like, I was like, hey. You were rocking it on the the photo shoot. I had the wig on the color of your hat. <laughs> that was sick. You were balling out. <laughs> I don't really care. But you guys, I'm going to share my screen really fast. We're going to go to his website and you're going to check this out. He has been doing So why don't you go ahead and tell them, Kurt, how long you've been doing this for? For sure. Yeah. So um, been doing masks since 2015, at least including them in the creative direction of the brand. Um, I personally don't like to show my face. I, in pictures, um, I like to kind of build the brand up in that mysterious direction. You know, cryptic means, you know, the hidden meaning, the hidden message. So it's all about mystery, right? Ancient Egypt, the mysteries of the pyramids, all this like old school, archaic, culture, religion, spirituality, all that stuff, meeting modern style. So um, that was always just part of the brand. And since 2015, we, every photo shoot, you know, we had the masks on and people were like, why are you covering your face? Why are you posing with your hand covering your face? And that was just the drip. It was, it was the vibe, the aesthetic of that time. And, uh, and then, yeah, come, 2020 COVID is full frontal and uh, everyone's wearing these and people finally just got it. They, they no longer had to ask me why I sold these, these masks anymore. It just it made sense. Yeah. Very cool. So this is uh, Kurt's website, crypticapparel.com. He has masks. He's got other cool stuff, but I just wanted to share that really quick. Uh, so I'm going to stop my share. There we go. <laughs> but I just thought that was really cool. So when all this stuff was happening, I was just like, oh my God, that they were so ahead of the curve. And you actually shared that you got that from Japanese culture before we started rec- recording, right? Yeah, totally. Um, always that 
you know, obviously the trends are a fashion start. What I heard, there's some debate of where they start in Asia or different parts of Europe. Um, and I talked to a lot of Eastern European dudes who are very into fashion streetwear. They broke it down for me like this. Starts in Korea, Japan, moves over to Europe, Russia, UK, comes to Cali, comes to New York. Chicago picks up on that trend five years later. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I would agree with that, with that, that breakdown totally. Because I mean, mm. like I told you um, before we started recording, I, I mean, I was in Japan for a month. So uh, like, that's not abnormal there to see people wearing masks. So for mm. us here, that's ab abnormal. The only thing I don't like, and you know, and this is up to debate with the tons of people, I'm not trying to debate anybody that I, I like in Japan, that was more of a choice for people mm. to wear. Whereas here, and maybe that's different with all the stuff that's happened around COVID, but here, you know, it's more, it's being more forced upon us than a choice because people that are not healthy, they're, they're wearing them in Japan. Like you're, mm. that's not abnormal to see that was in, 2006 so in 2006 yeah. I was there for a month and you know you'd see people on the bullet train you'd see people on the street and it wasn't weird you're just like oh okay they're just protecting themselves so yeah maybe that's not such a bad thing to add to our culture but I I, I do believe that it should be more of a choice here moving forward <laughs> not something that is like required <laughs> that's my opinion don't don't kill don't kill me <laughs> yeah no nah, I hear you <laughs> But um, this has been awesome. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with the audience? Why, why don't you plug, well, you already plugged it. I'm going to add it in the description of the uh, episode. Anything else you'd like to share for the audience to, to look out for, to you know, expect from your brand or how they can support you? Uh, definitely, yeah. So right now, um, you know, we, I just did a, uh, partnership with fair.com and uh, they sell to a lot of wholesale mom and pop shops across America. And it's kind of like a online marketplace where uh, retailers can buy bulk from you and wholesale. So I just launched all that on the site. I have my line up there. That's cool. um, it's I'm looking at the analytics. It's real female focused. I think 95% of my web traffic is female. So, um, you know, it might not be the right fit, but we're going to, you know, try it anyway, it get some hurt. exposure, can't um, hurt, you know? Yeah. So working on that, but then at the same time, um, getting into cut and sew, I want to do, um, a lot of just cool stuff. I'm, you know, designing hoodies that have like capes on them, you know, like, uh, I'm huge I'm into like <laughs> Game of Thrones, like when they wear those like fur, yeah, like wolf skin capes, like super dope. Like I'm inspired by all the ancient fashion. So yeah. like medieval fashion, Egyptian fashion, like bringing all these ancient cuts and like silhouettes that you see in like history books and making them more modern, like street fits, you know, like that's the goal. So um, yeah, I'm super excited to, to learn how to sew and to continue to evolve the brand there. Um, and then for those of, uh, for those of you who don't know, I do a lot of uh, artwork on Instagram for another brand I do which is called Two Turn. I go by the name of Two Turn Kurt. 
Uh, I use like exclusively purple, pink, and cool colors in my art. Um, I don't like designing with red, orange, or yellow. It gives me anxiety. I'm all about, I'm all about the purple and the pink. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah, you would fit in for sure. Um, so yeah, I love 90s nostalgia. I'm a huge Pokemon geek. Um, 90s cartoons. So that's another outlet where I can um, reach a bigger audience because these are characters that sure. people grew up with and a lot more growth and, and social media following on that front. And then what I like to do is make all my characters that I draw wearing cryptic. So a lot of the customers for cryptic come from the two turn side where they see Scooby-Doo rocking, you know, a cryptic hoodie and they're like, oh, that's dope. Let me check it out. Um, they end up buying from cryptic and now they're a customer. So yeah. I love that synergy. You know, you got to think outside that's of the box. That's smart too, though. That's smart. That's Thank cool. you. Yeah, so very strategic um, on your part. <laughs> yeah, so that's a lot of fun for me. I love graphic design. I'm in Photoshop, Illustrator, um, designing. I have all, all my stickers throughout Chicago, Graham Cracker Comics, Reckless Records, um, sold at the Alley Chicago, which is an iconic. Oh, my rock gosh, store. I love Alley, the Alley. <laughs> yeah, I'm a. Uh, uh, good friends with Mark, the owner. Okay. Um, he's definitely been a mentor, kind of showing me the ropes. And he's just a, a cool guy to learn from. You know, he opened up uh, Clark and Belmont in the 70s. And that was uh, oh, wow. pimp, pimps, prostitutes, and uh, people who would, you know, rob you. It was yeah. not, it was a pretty rough area. And uh, he kind of kicked them out of Lakeview and look at Lakeview now, you know, yeah. so uh, a lot to learn about Chicago from him and sure. just uh, rock and roll culture in general. He's, he's seen it all. So I love yeah, it. just trying to network with people um, who I've met, like yourself included. It's, it's hard to find fashion people in Chicago. And, you know, I'm curious from your standpoint, like, how is it networking and collaborating in Chicago? Like when I went to fashion week in Vegas for like magic and agenda and everything, like I would go to these after parties and I'd be talking to people and they were so cool. They are from like LA or like Florida or like Dallas. And they were like super open. And we were talking about our brands and the most stuck up people who didn't even give me the time of the day, they were all from Chicago. Really? Yeah. I was like, Hey, yo, I'm from Chicago. Like where you, where do you stay? Like blah, blah, blah. And then they're just like looking at their phones, walk away. So, you know, that was really interesting. And I'm, I'm curious if you've ever had uh, those experience with people having their guard up in this. Oh time. yeah, for sure. I, uh, so you know, I love fashion. I, I will always, fashion will probably always be my first love. Like I love clothes. I mean, I'm always like dressed up usually, even when I go to the gym, I'm always like making sure I'm put together. I found in as much of a strong businesswoman as I am, I found that fashion was the hardest industry for me to really get my, wrap my arms or arms around. And I went too hard, too fast. I probably shouldn't have gone as hard as I did out of the gates. And I'd probably still be in it. I might even be a little bit more successful. 
Um, but I had just invested so much money with very little return. And it was, it was very, it was very difficult. I mean, I could, I was like, I can't keep throwing good money after bad. Like I can't keep doing it. Cause, cause you know, really at the end of the day, it's all about who, you know, and <clears throat> Chicago was a little cold. I did my first fashion show in Rhode Island with style week, which, uh, which they're located in Rhode Island. Great, great, uh, company to do um, a runway show with and a lot of different designers from all over. You're in a, you have the Boston Globe there. You have like all the different, like the, you know, a lot of people on the East Coast that are going to see you. But when you break yeah. out, but when you break out afterwards and you're trying to network, like you said, there wasn't a lot of synergy. There wasn't a lot of like open arms, like, hey, let me help you. You let your, your collection was great. Can I introduce you to this person? What is your plans for, you know, next season? Nothing like that. It was like, after you're done with the show, they all got in their little like clicks and totally like turned their shoulder to me. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, that's not cool because number one, I hired you to help me. And now you're turning your back on me. Like yeah. I just paid you 30 grand to help me. And now you're like totally turning your back on me. Like, fuck you. That's not cool. Yeah. And I, I, I experienced a little bit of that in Chicago as well. I did feel like a lot more people were open to helping with the event that we did, but in terms of supporting my brand, not at all, not at all. It, yeah, that, it, that it was, sense. it was very disheartening. It was very disheartening. And I was like, I'm by myself, you know, I'm just recovering from my husband passing away. I'm chasing my dream. I have to make it, I have to make a decision like when to cut it off, you know, like, mm -hmm. okay, this is not being successful. Something I'm doing is not working and nobody's willing to help. So, you know, I got a lot of experience. I don't think I was a failure, but, and if I ever went back to it, I would be a lot more strategic and, you know, and I, and obviously after going through all that, I've got a lot more resources too. Yeah, for sure. And that all makes sense, you know, and I can relate to just being too gung-ho out of the gate, dropping too much money. And that's the funny part is like, oh, if I can only go back, I know so much more. Yeah. I could have avoided those mistakes, but it's like, we're here now, we're learning. And uh, the way I look at it is, you know, when you're, say you're in the Grand Canyon and you're climbing to the, the summit and you just keep going for miles and that's not getting any closer. But when you look back, you see all that winding path that you've been yeah. down, you know? So yeah. that's the way I look at it. And, uh, you know, brands come and go. Like a lot of these big brands that we wear, like they didn't start, you know, at that name or right. that aesthetic. Like they there's been, yeah, like, evolution so you know i wouldn't be surprised like if there's new brands that you know we both develop and you know it's like sky's the limit so sure any so i'm gonna start wrapping this up kurt i'm so happy that you we finally made this happen because it's been in like the works for a minute any like piece of advice that you'd like to leave for someone who might be watching that is an aspiring fashion designer or wants to get into you know apparel or anything like that Totally. Um, yeah, this is always a little bit hard for me. Um, and it's going to sound negative, but it's not. But I would say, don't do it. Um, <laughs> I would say, don't do it unless you're ready to work your ass off. Yeah. Because if, you're, if your head's not in the right space and you're not willing to voluntarily suffer, and go through um, times where you're missing 
birthday parties, you're missing get-togethers with friends because you're working on your brand, um, I would say don't do it because it's not an easy path. Um, and what's really deceiving is we only get the glossy shots on Instagram with the pretty model wearing that yeah. shot. We don't see all the headaches, the struggle, um, the relationships that have faltered because you have to be so committed to be growing your brand. So I would say like, if you're creative, print t-shirts, like give it a try. It's a good outlet, but don't come into the game expecting that you're gonna blow up overnight. A lot of streetwear brands, 10 years plus until they're even a name brand. So unless you, if you have a lot of money, that's another story. Boom, boom, gotta so have deep pockets. My advice. That was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. So I'm going to definitely put all of your links for everything for all the both of your Instagrams, your your Facebook, your website, everything in the in the body of the description of this episode. Thank you again, Kurt. Uh, we will circle back. Maybe I, I'm I, I'm going to be keep I'm going to keep an eye on you. And when you start coming up with some crazy shit after your show with Anastasia, well, we're going to have to have another conversation. <laughs> Hell yeah. I would love to <laughs> circle sure. back and catch up. Thank you so much for, for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Well, you guys, this is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, don't forget to subscribe. Oh, wait. To live your best life, you must live label free. Sorry, I didn't include that. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and share. And if you want to follow Kurt, I will have all of his links here in the description of the episode. And I will be back soon with another dynamic guest. Sweet. Thank you.